going to give you a, a word from, you have the handout. We're going to redo that next week. We're going to still stay in the section of Genesis chapter 12, if you would stand with me for the reading of God's word. And again, stay in this atmosphere. You could stay up here too or have a seat or we'll see where this goes. But we're going to look at the call of Abraham again. Hearing the great voice of God. Hearing the great voice of God. We're going to still be in the same passage of scripture in Genesis 12. Let me read that to you. And the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Hallelujah. So Abraham left as the Lord hath told him. Let's pray. Oh, holy God, you are an awesome God. You are awesome in this place. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Lord God, worshiping your name, Lord Jesus, basking in your presence this morning because you are good and you are holy and you are an awesome God. We can do nothing without you, Father God. So we look to you, Heavenly Father, for our strength, for our being, for our essence, for our oxygen, Lord Jesus. We can't do nothing without you, Lord God. The very breath we breathe is because of you. The air that we take in is because of you, Father God. And you call us, Lord Jesus, and you have a great voice, Lord God. And we hear that voice, Lord Jesus, and we respond, and we are moved, and we see, we hear, we touch. We reach out to you, Father God, asking for more. More of you, Lord Jesus. We need more of you, Father God in our life, in all that we do, in our speech, in our walk, in our homes, at our jobs, in our church. Have your way, Lord God. Move, Lord. Continue to move here, Lord. Holy Spirit, continue to stay here. And touch your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Hearing the great voice of God. The great voice of God. Just touch on three points today. Hearing, seeing, touching. Hearing, seeing, touching. You can write on this handout or not because it'll be new next week. It'll look the same though. Praise God. And the Lord had said to Abraham hearing see God spoke God spoke to Abraham and his words are clear he gave him these words leave your country your people your father's household and go to the land I will show you God hears he speaks do we hear what he says when he speaks to us? Are we listening to his words? Are we being moved by God Almighty? Holy God, the great I am, the one that can do all things. Amen? And this should inspire us 
that Abram heard from God. God spoke. God is speaking. God continues to speak. Amen? And Abraham, or Abram, his name wasn't changed at Abram, hears what God has to say. The Lord said to Abram, go. He says, leave your country and your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. God is speaking. Do you hear? Are you listening? Wow. The God of Abram speaks today. He is speaking still in this very hour. The word has gone forth. It has been declared over and over and over again. God is speaking through his people. God speaks. Do we hear? Are we listening to that voice? Hallelujah. The Lord said, go. Go. There are things he's telling you to do. He is speaking. Do you hear the words of the Lord? Leave your country, your people, your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. He doesn't just leave you there. He doesn't just point. There's directions along the way. There's clarity along the way. He didn't leave you. He's speaking to you. We listen. He's pointing us in the direction that he should go. And I love that. I will show you. I will show you, church. He doesn't just point and leave you. He's saying, I will show you. He's speaking. Do we hear? Are we listening? And he appears. So not only do we hear, do we see? He's pointing. He's showing us. Right? In verse 7 it says, The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offsprings I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent there with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued towards Negev. The Lord speaks and the Lord appears. These scriptures are filled with truth. And he will continue to appear towards us so that we can see him. He appears. He speaks. He appears to Abram. I love this, this portion of scripture. I love this book of beginnings that gives us so much. It's so much rich history of of the Bible and, and the patriarchs and where people have come from. And in its simplicity, there's wisdom. 
We might not understand everything and all the terms and all the things that are happening. And as we study, we learn more. And as we study, we advance more. Do you hear God? Do you see God? He spoke. He appeared. We see that Abram responded by building an altar. We see. He appears to him. And he responds. Church, we have opportunities to respond in so many different ways. Sometimes you kneel. Sometimes you come up to the altar. Sometimes you open your mouth and you speak out. God wants to have us respond. And not respond just because we have nothing better to do. And not respond out of tradition. And not respond out of pride. He wants us to respond. We see Abram, he, he, he creates, a, he builds an altar here. Unto the Lord. We do that when we sacrifice. We do that when we praise. We do that when we give. And when we give, is it a sacrifice pleasing unto God? And many of us know we have a box in the back. One day that box will be too small to to hold all the wealth and money that's going to go in there. But it's not about wealth and money. It's about God doing a great thing. For now it is a little box. It's not a showcase box. It's just a box, a special box. And it has special meanings to some people here because it was dedicated for, for reasons. But you can share your testimony there. That's a way to respond. You can give your tithe and your offering. It's a way to respond. You can give a good word to the pastor who needs one every once in a while. It's a way to respond. You can reach out to someone else, maybe, through a note that I will receive or someone here will receive and will share it as as appropriate. So there's methods to respond. Come up to the altar. Respond. See, God is not just doing things. He's not just showing up and speaking for fun. He's just not appearing for fun. There's a reason why he wants to do things. He wants us to respond. He wants us to respond, church. How do you respond to the Holy Scriptures? How do you respond to worship? How do you respond when when you see and you hear he appeared to him? How will you respond today? Will you continue to take this with you as you leave? How will you respond? We see how Abraham did it. He built an altar. Sacrifice. Pleasing unto the Lord. Amen? But life is not perfect. So God shows up in a mighty way. God appears to him in a mighty way. And we see this happening in Scripture. He does this. And, and we see, and we'll jump to 18 a little bit later, where this is a, a, a theophany, where he appears. And we'll see that in 18 when we jump there. But it's a theophany. He's appearing. This is, this is not, you know, this is the beginning of seeing. But we're going to see the touch part in a little bit. Right now we're seeing. He appears. He shows up. 
And so you say, glory be to God. And you start praising His name. And you start sacrificing. And you start giving. And you start doing things. And I'm not just talking about money, church. You know I've been here over a year now. You know it's not about the money. The money keeps the lights on. The money does a lot of things for us here. But let me tell you something. The goal is to increase what we give so that we can increase what we give. It's not to keep, it's to give it away. And we have savings for a rainy day. We have seasons for drought. Well, what do you mean? If you're praising the Lord, if you're blessing the Lord, you have drought? Well, let's, re- let's read 19, uh, verse 10. And there was a famine in the land. What? I'm praising the Lord. I'm seeing the Lord. I'm worship- worshiping the Lord. How could I have drought? How could I have famine? How could I have failure? No, no, that doesn't even make sense. Why am I in a dry space? Why am I in Haran? Why am I in a desert place? Why am I in a dry place? Lord, why do I have famine? I'm sacrificing to you. I'm working so hard. Two, three jobs. Working so hard and yet I have drought? I have famine? I don't understand that. And there was a famine in the land. And Abram had to move again. He went down to Egypt to live there for a while. Because the famine was severe for a while, underline the while. We already know, we already know, and we'll talk about it next week in more details again, but we know that, that he went into Haran and he stayed there with his dad. It was a delay. And now he's being delayed again. But he sacrificed. He worked hard. He gave him his, his wealth. Maybe it broke his bank. And now we see him with famine. So you hear and you see God speaks. God appears. He reveals himself. You sacrifice, you praise, you worship. A fragrance pleasing unto the Lord. And then you get famine? That's outrageous, church. How dare God give us famine in our lives? Maybe... We're spending too much time in Haran. Maybe we're spending too much time in our dry places. Maybe we're staying too long where we don't belong. Now, I don't encourage anybody here to get up and leave. But I'm just saying, if God calls you, if you're hearing the great voice of God, and He tells you to go, be obedient. Don't let this pastor get in your way. And I'm not going to say let the door hit you in the back. We will bless you. We will love you. We will care for you the best that we can. Sure, time and gap and distance, it won't happen as often. But you go in love and go in peace. Because thy words here are so key. If he tells you to go, the Lord said, go. Leave your country, your people. Your father's household. And he doesn't say your father, if you note that, because his father died in Haran, in idolatry. And only God knows in that ninth hour if there was a change. But it sure seems like he's remembered for idolatry. Torah was remembered for his idolatry. And next week we're going to say, and we're going to remember the people of Babel for their confusion and being scattered, for turning their backs on the Lord. Sometimes you end up scattered. 
Sometimes you end up in Babel. Sometimes you end up in Haran. Sometimes you end up in a famine. But what do you do about your famine? What does it take you? The Lord, the Lord appeared to him. And we see in, ver- in chapter 15, if you turn your Bibles to chapter 15, God's covenant continues. And after the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. It's in a vision. He's still appearing to him in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. I am your shield, your very great reward. Praise God. That's fantastic. He appears. And he appears again. And he's saying, I will show you the way. And even in your famine, he appears again. And this time, it's even a greater intensity. See, when he sees him in the first time, he sees him. And it's like you've got to read and say, he appeared to him. How does he do that? I don't know. I'm not sure how that fully works. But I think it's, I think it's becoming greater and greater and greater. Somehow he sees him. Somehow there's a manifestation. Somehow there's something happening here in chapter 12. He speaks. Is it audible? Is it inside your mind? Did he actually hear the ground rumbling? I I don't know. And then we see him speaking and appearing. And so how did that look like? I I, I don't know. But I feel like it's building here in these chapters. I'm, I'm not loving studying this stuff. I hope you are too. Studying all the great things of God. And the great things of God of the Bible. This is, this, is, this is encouraging to me. I hope it's encouraging to you. And we see it building here. In chapter 15, after this, the word of the Lord, after the famine, we, we're now going to another time period. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Now he's seeing him in a vision. I can't say exactly how it was before, but now it's a vision. I think it's, I think it's building here. I think it's even building here. And I, I might say somehow some kind of appearance. I, I, I don't know what it looked like, but I'm thinking in my mind, the way I see it, it was some kind of appearance. And now it's a vision. So I think it's going to be even more clarity. I think it's going to be a little bit more clearer. Do not be afraid. You're in your famine. You've been delayed again. That's okay. There's going to be delays in your life. It's okay. Do not be afraid. Stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Amen? I am your shield. That's my shield. Sometimes you've got to put up a shield and block those, those fiery darts that are coming at you. For all my internet friends out there, I'm being funny up here. But you know what? I'm serious. You have a shield. I am your shield. Those those weapons that are coming at you, those darts that are being shot at you. Put up your shield. When you go to school, put up your shield. When you go to work, put up your shield. And understand that that shield is the Lord God Almighty. That's your shield. That's your protector. That's your provider. Your very great reward. But this fear... And there's a lot of stuff happening here. And this is the great voice of God told him and gave him instructions. 
And next week we're going to talk about the call, the great call. But right now we're talking about the great voice of God is speaking. And when we go over the call, we'll hear that he was told to do these things, but that he's going to get a son. And we're going to look at the time periods and the dates and, and, and the waiting for the promise that's going to come. And when we go through the numbers next week, you're going to see 25 years of waiting, 25 years for the promise to come, 25 years to visually see what God wanted him to see, 25 years of waiting before he received his son. Would you wait that long for your miracle? How many people have been praying for this church for 10, 15 years and then leave? We hit bottom, but we are going forward up now. God is moving. Three, four weeks in a row, there's been people with visions and discernment and things have been said in the supernatural realm. We have opening up the heaven's gates to fall down in this place. Oh, come out Friday night on the 31st. Come out Friday night at 31st. We're going to have three or four groups, worship uh, teams that are going to be out here. I don't want to say the place is going to rock, but the building might shake. As our, as our sacrifices of praise and prayer and worship goes up to heaven, it's sweet. It's exciting. And the joy of the Lord will be all over this place once again. Come out Wednesday night too. We have a word for you Wednesday night too. We're in the back, in the right, for those who might have forgotten. God is good. And it says, verse, chapter 15, verse 2, but Abraham says, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me? What can you give me? What? Since I remain childless, childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And that's a question mark, because I didn't do it with a question mark. But it is a question mark. He's questioning God. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. I love the fact that, that right before that, do not be afraid. Well, I'm asking you, hear, see, touch. Were you not listening to what I just said to you? Did you not hear what I just said? I said, do not be afraid. And you said, I remain childless. Childless. How is this going to happen? How, am, how, am, how is this covenant, how is this call going to be fulfilled if you keep me with no children? Well, children or not, I believe God has a plan for us. And God's going to lay it out in his perfect timing, in his perfect ways. And so we see, God says, don't be afraid. And he goes on to say in verse 4, This man will not be your heir, but a son is coming from your own body. It will be your heir. And he takes him outside. He takes him outside again. I will show you. Do you see? Do you hear? I will show you. Look up to the heavens. Count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited him to him as righteousness. Let's jump to chapter 18. 
see, hear, touch. Hear the great voice of God. Chapter 18, verse 1. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre, which he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abram looked up and saw three men standing there. Most, most certainly a theophany here. God is appearing to him in the physical form. Is this the Trinity? Maybe. Three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said to the Lord, If I found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass by your servant. Do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you, then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me give you something to eat so you can be refreshed, and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. I want to jump to verse 10 for a second. Then the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. I believe this is another level of, of visualization. Another, another level. I believe there's the possibility of touch here. That you may all wash your feet. But I was, I'm wondering here, if it was more than you may wash your feet, I'm wondering if it's really like, you may wash your feet, and I will help, and I will get the supplies, and I will do what I can do in the natural with my gifts and my talents, and I will lay them at your feet. But I won't just lay them at your feet, Lord. I will help wash. I will help clean. I will help take care of you. All of you, all the people with you, that you may wash, that you may rest. I believe he's blessing the Lord. And I believe there's another level of touch being here. Another level of visualization. Another level he sees. He appears. And he has a vision. And now there's three standing there. And I think by now he's just amazed with all this. The Lord says, I will show you. The Lord is continuing to reveal. The Lord is continuing to encourage I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah and your wife will have a son. 25 years later, the great God, his voice is still speaking. His voice is still speaking today. Are we listening? The Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said and the Lord did for Sarah what he promised. Isaac was born. We're going to go over a lot of the scripture again next week. But I just want to tell you, Isaac was born. The promise was not for Ishmael. The promise is for Isaac. And we are grafted in as Gentiles into the Abrahamic covenant. Romans 11, go read it. goes into great details about us being grafted in. The root. We are not the root, but we're grafted in. And the, and the Jews who, who have been cut 
they can come back and get grafted back in to the root. How much greater are they who are part of that root, part of that tree? We're wild Gentiles. And through that, God is doing an amazing thing. See. Hear. Touch. We see Abraham in close proximity, visually, visualizing, seeing them in, in human form, it seemed like. Theophany. God appears in the Old Testament as king, as a servant, as a master. There's some mysteries here that we don't know, right, Bruce? Some mysteries here. But the promise is fulfilled. I will show you. Look. He takes him out. Look at the stars. I will show you. Look at the stars. And now we see him again here in Scripture. She has a son, Isaac. What God is doing is amazing. And he's not done with us. And all the promises have not been fulfilled in your life yet. God is still doing a work with you. If you have breath and you are alive and you're in this room today, wherever you might be on this planet earth hearing this message, God is not finished with you yet. God is not done with you yet. There's still a work that needs to be done. See, hear, touch, get closer with God. He's an intimate God. He wants a close relationship with us. He loves us this deeply. Let's stand. Worship team, if you could just play a little bit. Let's just, let's just, another two minutes. God is continually speaking. Church, let's listen. Let's see. Let's reach out and touch him. And sometimes we lose track of this. Sometimes we lose track of this because we don't always see with the natural eyes because that's what it is. It's natural eyes. Are we praying, church, Lord, open our spiritual eyes. Give us spiritual discernment. Give us wisdom from on high. Are we praying, Lord, reveal yourself to me? Are we saying that? Are we praying that? Don't raise your hand. I'm not... it's rhetorical, church, but, but you need to get this today. Are you going home and saying, I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more of Jesus, I want more of Him. Are you able to reach out and touch Him? Are you able to feel His presence? Sarah left. we talk about More of that. She left even after she got her new identity. The enemy laughs at us when we get our new identity in Christ and we still act like the past and we still follow the patterns of old. The enemy laughs at us and says, continue walking the way you're walking. You're a joke. Because you're not walking in power. You're not walking in strength. You're not walking with the Holy Spirit guiding you. Sarah laughed. And Sarah was rebuked by God. 
why are you laughing? And the great patriarch's wife said, I'm not laughing. Yes, you are. It's sin. It's doubting the words of God. He spoke. He's speaking. He appears in many ways, in various ways. But now he speaks through his son, Jesus Christ. In these last days, he speaks through his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Don't let fear and doubt get in your way.